Hello everybody and welcome to the, the Brink. The Brink. As we come to you for another episode of excitement and thrilling times because Mallory loves doing podcasting. No. Nope. <laughs> tell tell our listener why you are grumpy. I wanna go to bed. She wants to go to bed. Now the last two weeks when we've recorded this, she's just done nothing but complain. She's come home from work last week. Yeah, I wanna do this, I wanna do that. I forced her into recording because it's gonna be more convenient and it turned out to be more convenient, but she won't admit it. And then tonight we've just recorded the jungle book coming soon to the Oz Network. She's like, I wanna go to bed. And now she's just laying there being little Miss Complainy complain. Yeah. Now, why why do you feel you have to complain so much? Because it's my bedtime. It would be great if you could talk into the microphone. Because it's my bedtime. What, what time is your bedtime for those playing at home? Nine o'clock. And what's the time right now? Nine fifty. I can't see the clock. It's 10.02. 10.02. 10.02. It's an hour past my bedtime. Well, in all fairness, if it was daylight savings, it would be 11 o'clock or something. But it's not. It's not. Um, It's Easter this week. Chocolate. Now, what are your thoughts on Easter? Chocolate. Besides chocolate. Easter egg hunt. In all a serious question for you. You obviously were raised how you were raised. How big of a deal is Easter? Uh, like, like how did your family treat Easter each year? We got up at five in the morning and went to the beach for the sunrise service. So it was like church at the beach. Was this with on, the, a bonfire. on the Sunday? Yeah, on the Sunday. Um, and... We would have a big breakfast after an Easter egg hunt, and yeah. What about what about Good Friday? Was was there church on Good Friday for you? Um, I honestly don't remember. I don't think so. But but isn't Good Friday the big one? Yeah, for, like that's even more so than Christmas. Good Friday is meant to be the big one, right? Like that's the one that. Christians, generally, that's the main one of the year. Yeah, I guess. So why wouldn't you have gone to church? I don't know. Is that just your your denomination? No, like there was always a church service. We just never went. And and were you raised on that belief that you do not eat red meat on Good Friday? See, I don't remember. Like we didn't eat a lot of red meat in our house anyway growing up. But like I don't think that was ever, ever a thing. That that was a definite thing in my house. Good Friday was the day you eat fish. Like, that was the year that my dad, you know, go and buy the fish. And it, when I started getting older and, and discovered I didn't like fish, I would eat chicken. But um, every year I would have the big rebellious thing, especially on social media, like, ooh, I'm eating a hamburger on Good Friday. And people are like, ooh, sacrilege. It's an odd concept because I know people who aren't religious and don't practice religion who still will not eat red meat on Good Friday because they're like, oh, can't eat good... And it's like, you do know you're doing that because it's a religious belief. Like, you're eating the flesh of Christ. Like, but you're not religious, so what does it matter? Like, I don't know. Are we going to eat... Is that the red meat thing? Yeah. Like, you don't eat red meat on Good Friday because that's the day that Jesus sacrificed himself for your sins. Mm -hmm. So that is the day that if you're eating red meat, it's like you're eating Jesus' flesh. So, like, no, you can't eat... Which what? is which is odd because 
human what? is white meat. I'm confused. You didn't know that's why? No. Come on. I'd never heard of this red meat thing until I met you. Really? I'm sure I've never heard of this red meat thing until uh, I met that's, you. That's why fish, basically, uh, you eat fish on Good Friday because it's, I mean, it's meant to be white meat, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. How am I educating you in religion? I don't know. Like that's just that's just strange to me. I I personally always hated Easter because it's one of these weird holidays that it's never at the same time every year. I mean, look at this year we're basically having it right at the end of April where sometimes it's in the middle of March like it's just I know it's based on the lunar cycles but 4-day weekend. Yeah, but it's just it's just was frustrating because I've never worked a job where I get weekend where I get public holidays off. Like I've always had to work public holidays, so it's like it's just it's normal for me. And I grew out of the whole... I mean, don't get me wrong. As a kid, I loved Easter with the Easter egg hunt. That was fucking fantastic. And my, my parents used to come up with the silliest, most hilarious little rhymes that my sister and I had to hunt around and find the eggs. It was great. But, yeah, nowadays it's just annoying. And and to people who buy presents at Easter, it's not a present holiday. Shut up. And Easter cards are not a thing. Stop trying to make them a thing. Like, I've never in my life received an Easter card. Who sends an Easter card? Oh, dear Ben, happy Easter. Love, John. I don't know who John is, but he sent me an Easter card and it's dumb. Fuck off. <laughs> You're going to no, buy me an Easter on. card, aren't you? I might have to. No. Anyway, don't buy me an Easter card. Um, we're going to come back and ask some questions very shortly. Another episode where we press this button. This is like a And flash back into things this week, continuing the best of 2014, where we're going to play the intro from the best of 2014. Probably should have played that at the beginning, shouldn't we? But apparently we're playing it this week, as well as the other segments that include headache tablets for Christmas, 500 show, the alphabet confuses us, fail or no fail. And they are the ones that you are going to hear as of right now. City in the world, it's time to open your eyes, wake up your pet cat, and recite the alphabet in Finnish. As the radio airways are about to explode with the greatest audio sounds since Nikki Webster's greatest hits. To ask your mum for a carrot, explain to the neighbour why you're naked, and turn a selfie into a hashtag. As your morning just became full of the most freakaliciously breaking hot action happening anywhere right now. It's The Brink, live on Edge Radio, over to the studio. Thank you, Trevington. Good morning, Hobart. You are tuned into The Brink on Edge Radio, 99.3 FM. 7 o'clock on the dot, the 2nd of September, 2014. A big show coming your way today. And it's always a bigger show on a Tuesday when Paul Luttrell is here. Paul, welcome back. 
Yeah, it's good to be here. Just uh, uh, trying to finish off my blueberry muffin. Of course, which you're not eating in studio now, no, are no, you, Paul? I'm ducking out. You are outside, yeah. of course. <laughs> and uh, also joining us is a man who is eating a Nitrodio sticker, as I speak. He's <laughs> Mr. Noel Gross. Noel, welcome back. I don't know if I'm a frequent guest or an infrequent host <laughs> at this point, but I'm here. It's, it's just like Survivor Oz right now, except we're yeah. live. Um, we're not talking about Survivor. Well, we might, just to annoy the <laughs> listeners this morning. Uh, if you want to get involved in the conversation, 0427. Double three four double three six. You can send in the text uh, or go on Twitter at Brick Radio Show. We're actually getting started straight away right now because uh, we've got a lot to get to. We are continuing on the sledge on the edge. I will say this morning. No, it's still sitting uh, a little bit sad with you at the moment, is it? Yeah, I don't. I don't want, know if I want to be here for that. <laughs> well, uh, you, bad news. You're pretty much in the semi uh, next week so far. But uh, our very good friends Mika Polari and Rod Hunt are coming in to they have their smart. crack. Well, look, um, one's from Finland and uh, one has glasses. So uh, does that count as being smart? Yeah, the first two signs of a smart person. (laughs) So they'll be going to take part. Uh, We also, of course, have our regular Tuesday segments. We give out the Ocean Award, uh, which Noah, I know you will be very heavily involved in. Um, We take a look at Dakota's Facebook, and um, I'm telling you now, he's put a few doozies out there this week, (laughs) and he's even sort of, you know, commented on them going, oh, Ben, I bet you'll be talking about them this week. This is a segment? It is a segment. Well, we have to explain why it's this is a segment. It's kind of become a bit meta now that he's talking about it on Facebook. <laughs> but he still then puts stupid updates. So you think he would think, but <laughs> yeah. he is 15 and 15-year-olds don't think. Maybe maybe it can change to things Dakota thinks will get read on. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll just read the dumb ones and he thinks the other ones will. What did Santa bring you? Santa bought me a new... Tablet. A new tablet, as in like a, a computerized tablet computer. But my, Louise got a tablet for Christmas, and mm. um, I always get confused because she says to me like, "I'm going to bring my tablet to work," mm. and I'm like, "Which tablet?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, my tablet." I'm like, "What? One for your headache? One for your leg?" Yes, I've had the same thing. Yeah, you know, people think you got medication, <laughs> particularly particularly when you you know Louise has a hundred different types of medication. So generally, mm. I assume she means medication. Yes. Um, whereas if it's just her tablet. I mean, it's not a very good name for it. No, oh, no, well, blah, blah, no, not really. Where did tablets come from? I, I, I don't know. Egyptians um, made them, didn't uh, they? <laughs> they had those, like, rock things. Yeah. They, they invented the iPad back the, in the yeah. Stone Age. Yeah. That's not when the Egyptians were around, was it, the Stone Age? iPad minus 600 <laughs> BC. Joining me in studio, though, is a, a man who has joined me lots of times before. I didn't bring in the number. That was very slack of me. Samuel McCrossan. Welcome to the 500 show. Ah, oh, welcome Ben. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to always have you. It is. 500, eh? Yes. I've been here 300, 400, 500. I was about to say you were here on the last two 100 and uh, brink yes. anniversaries. Look, nice. I, I brought in, I brought in. <laughs> We haven't had Byron on in a while. Oh, no. Byron seems to only show up every 100 shows now. He does. <laughs> remember, remember back in the day when you brought in Byron and he was the flavour of the month? He was, yeah. That was the original Byron, the one that ended up on on the roof of the Welcome Stranger. Yep, yep. Um, lucky ducks. I'll probably go out there one day and <laughs> find a very beautiful-looking pink pig. Probably a mouldy by now, wouldn't he be? Probably. He might have gone up in the, like, the gutter where all the water goes, so, you know, he's, yeah, he's, probably, he's probably a green pig now. For all you know, they've had, like, plumbing problems at the Welcome Stranger for a couple of years, and they don't know why, and he's a, he's a plastic shiploads pig shoved in the gutter pipes. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a pig in the downpipes, isn't there? <laughs> yes, come on, people at the Welcome Stranger. Listen, if you have any troubles yes. with your plumbing. Anyway, 300, 300th show, Byron. 
He's at my house. Yes. Yep. In all his glory with his um, <laughs> signature tattoos all over Yes. And we've got 400 show Byron. And what about 500 show Byron? Is there one? No, this is 400 and 500 show. So if he's got 400 written on his head, this one. Ah. So maybe if I write like, and 500 on his belly. What's on his bottom? Um, somebody's drawn like a squiggle. I'm oh, guessing that's, that's my sing- signature. Is it? Yes, it is. You signed his bum. Signed his bottom. That's okay. <laughs> that's typical, Sam. You'll have um, to use his pork belly then. Yes, yes, perhaps. Uh, now, to celebrate though today, I've got to play in just a few moments. I've uh, gone back and found your very first appearance on this show. Really? And uh, I'm going to play it. Wow. In just a moment. All right, blast from the past. I know, I thought I'd, I thought I'd be prepared. And uh, is the Sarge coming in today? Yes, oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, he doesn't miss milestones. He wouldn't miss milestones, no. no. And he's grumpy man, he, you know, he's, um, how do you, elusive, that's elusive. what I'm He's yes. elusive, but uh, not, not for milestone shows, he, he was here. Yeah. He, he's kind of just, you know, out of the woodwork for oh, these yeah. things, yes, yeah. yes. Um, I'm, I'm looking for, I haven't seen him in a few weeks. Mm. I miss the Sarge. I, I think mm. about him at night sometimes. I just sort of sit there and I go, oh, I wonder what the Sarge is doing right oh, now. Oh, I can go and park outside his house at night. Oh, do you? Just in the evening. Yeah, yeah. Just sit there. Oh, I don't even know where he lives. I've been going to take him to his dungeon, but usually they bl- he blindfolds me. Yeah. So, yeah. You've got, you got to be special, really in tight with the Sarge to actually know where he lives. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is, it, is it a nice house? Oh, yeah. No, yeah? It's, yeah, it's like... It's massive. Yeah. So it's got, like, four bedrooms. Four bedrooms? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I bet you he sleeps in each of them each night. You know, he'd, like, every hour, an alarm goes off and he goes into the next bedroom. Well, I think he took the walls out and made one big bedroom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so his yeah. bedroom's probably bigger than my house. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you can yeah. never have a big enough bedroom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, like, it's out, just out at, like, Moona. Just, just at Moona. Yeah. yeah he's just a, just a casual man. He lives at Moona. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that, Byron? <laughs> Um, oh, his breath stinks. I tell you what, you don't squeeze them for 100 shows and they stink. Really? Has he been drinking? Um, I don't know. I don't know what he does on my shelf. Oh. <laughs> for all I know, he's been drinking. I, I, I definitely know that the first Byron, so the Welcome Stranger Byron, I, yes. I, I definitely know that he, he got beer poured down his throat. Definitely had beer in And You know, you used to like really squeeze him hard and they used to do like a yeah. real squeal. Now this one just does a... <laughs> Like oh, he's, golly. He's yeah. lost his squeak. Sick. Poor little boy. Do you remember when these... I don't think we've talked about this before, but when they first came in shiploads, mm. and you went and bought one, and then you were like, oh, I'm pretty cool. And then every time you just went in there, you just hear all these... <laughs> yeah. The whole time. Oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, kids were running around with them, but... Um, we made them popular. I think I had, like, two or three Byrons at one point, but... We, 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 we made them popular. Anyway, yeah, we did. We did. Calm down. He's not... He's not... Just settle. Byron. Bad Byron. Byron. So do you, no, do you think that if we were to learn the sobriety tests of America, like what they actually did, and we tried that sober, do you think we would pass it? I suspect I wouldn't. Can you actually recite the alphabet backwards? I can usually get like five or six letters in and then get confused. Mm. Who the hell was? Who the hell what? the alphabet backwards yeah. to yeah. prove that you're not drunk. Yeah, and like walk on a line with your like finger on, on your, your nose. nose. One-footed and stuff. Well, everyone's going to be drunk. I'm actually, you know, but the thing is, though, you know when you're drunk and you think that you can act sober really well? Like, I, I pretty much can. Like, when I'm drunk, and I can act sober well. Mind you, everyone says that. So I wonder if, like, I could do it, you know, I wonder if people, the thing is, if you are literally good at acting sober when you're drunk, you could probably pass the sobriety test. And if you know it, then you can probably actually just practice. Exactly. Like, you know, how, like, you know, Velvet was practicing burlesque, your whole life's ambition could be to practice 
doing the sobriety test. You have a sad, sad life if that's your um, goal. Dakota's actually sitting there reciting the alphabet. I'm backwards. trying to do yeah. <laughs> Z-Y-W-X. Z-Y-W- it doesn't work with the A, B, C. Z-Y-W-X. No, you're backwards. What's already. before X, V? X- Z-Y-X-W. Z-Y-X-W-V. U T R No S S R Q This is great radio Bringing quality to the airwaves of Homer Fail or no fail I imagine you sitting around at home for most of the week Just twiddling your thumbs until this moment of the week Oh, yes, Ben. Like, uh, this is the highlight of my week. Uh, it should be. And it's the highlight <laughs> of everybody else's week. Now, I'm going to start off with one that I teased you about before. We read this last week uh, on air um, about a Norwegian teenager who had a McDonald's dinner receipt tattooed on his arm for a dare. My, my first response is, why? Well, let me tell <laughs> you why. Uh, Stian... Itadal, what a what a name! Uh, it's, it's probably just like a John Smith in Norway. Um, he had it on his right arm after his friends punished him for being too active on the ladies' front. Okay, how does that segue to McDonald's? Well, the um, basically his friends gave him two options. They said you either get the McDonald's dinner receipt tattooed on your arm, or the option of having Barbie inked on his bottom. Now, which would you not prefer? I would get Barbie on my bum because no one looks at my bum and it's Barbie. And I, it... I, I would go for the third option, find new friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says, he says, some of my mates thought I had been a bit too active on the ladies' front recently and wanted to punish me. When we were in the restaurant on Monday, they said I had to get a tattoo, a Barbie doll on my bum or a receipt on my arm. And uh, he said that he got that instead. And obviously his parents aren't too happy. Um, why is this news? <laughs> well, <laughs> why is anything news this day? But, like, seriously, first of all, if if my friends say, came up to me and were concerned about me being too active on the ladies' front, I'm going to be getting high fives, not punished. I don't know how it is in Norway, but I know in yeah. Australia, generally around, like, maybe all his friends are girls. Maybe. Christian girls who believe in the Bible, who want to get tattoos. I don't know. I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine the situation where that makes any sense at all. Hmm. But like, what's exactly get new friends? Perhaps. Yeah, that that would be how I would address that. Mm, but like, and also, why wouldn't you not get a Barbie on your bottom? Just make it very, very <laughs> tiny. Exactly. Now, I'm just looking at, at the receipt now. Uh, what it, did it, they have? Uh, he had a one... Or is it in um, well, Norwegian? No, it's mainly English. Uh, a one 0.5 litre cola. Half a litre worth of cola. Wow. Uh, he had three cheeseburgers. Uh, now, I don't know what currency they use in Norway, but it costs 36 Whatever that is. We'll find out, no doubt. Uh, three bear OS, I don't know what that is. One happy cheese, because it might be a happy meal with a cheeseburger. I'm guessing. And then for an extra five something, he got fourth topping, uh, dame topping, oh boy topping, and a non-stop flurry. A non-stop flurry. Well, exactly. It just doesn't stop. 
It's like you're eating Just and eating. Just like that tattoo. Yes, I, I need to find out what Norwegian currency is right now because I feel stupid that I should know that. I'm going to ask you uh, clearly, fail or no fail? Fail on so many levels. Why is it? Why is it a story? Why did he pick the McDonald's receipt? Why did he not find himself new friends? <laughs> oh, it's so much fail. The uh, the Norwegian krone. I thought it was something like that. Yes, uh, I'm guessing they don't use the euro in Norway. Um, so there you go. That's we've been educated. Victorian era public urinals have been transformed into cafes and bars in Europe. After two years of restorations and the cost of hundreds and thousands of dollars, the attendant cafe is one of a number of urinal-turned cafes popping up around London. Attendant manager Jacinta Price said the owners wanted to keep as many of the toilet's original features as possible. It closes a public toilet in the 50s, so it has been a vacant building up until 2013 pretty much, so it was a mess in here, she said. I've seen the photos on the wall and they look pretty bad, so there was a lot of cleanup involved, which was pretty brave of them to take it on. Uh, customers said the concept is thought-provoking. Well, it's a really creative use of space. It's really interesting, customer James Hankins said. You look around, you've got the urinals over there. I'm not quite sure this feels like it might have been the stalls, but, yeah, it's really quite interesting. Would you go to a cafe that used to be a public urinal? Um, personally, I think that's actually probably pretty much a fail. <laughs> but due to scientific curiosity and uh, curiosity about the world, I probably actually would visit it once, maybe three times. Three times? Well, you've got to, if you try something once and you don't like it, you've got to try it at least five more times. Like, um, what would be an example of that, Stewie? Urinal cafes. <laughs> Good save. Um, sure. I don't know how I would feel about that, going to a cafe that was once where people peed. It would be interesting. I I suppose you don't know what's no. where. Like, I mean, for all I know, we're in a studio right now. There could have been a toilet once before. Like, we don't know what was here for, before. For all, we, for all we know, they bury dead bodies in here. Well, that's what happens to our guests. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they leave, we shoot them. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. Bang! Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say a fail, I think, as well. Japanese fans say Godzilla is too fat. Ah, oh, what? <laughs> So this is to do with the um, the new Godzilla movie that's um, coming out. Coming out uh, next week, I believe. Uh, yeah, May 16th, which mm. is next week. Um, and Japanese are a little bit unhappy that he has been supersized by a country used that uses too large portions. Oh, so, so in other words, Godzilla sort of headed over to America and just had too many of the supersized meals. That seems to be the general gist. He's gone to America and he's got fat. Right. Well, that's just not good enough, is it? So um, we've got comments from Fuki, Fumihiki Abe. Sorry, my Japanese is not great on Wednesday morning. <laughs> who is quoted as having seen every Godzilla movie ever made. Right, so both of them. <laughs> I don't know if you know how many they're made in Japan. Sorry, sorry, Japan, if you're listening. Um, but he says that it's fat from the neck downwards and massive at the bottom. Well, he's, you know, more, more pushing like- for the pushing. Why not? Let's, let's put him out there. Like, so what? I, I get the image of, you know, that kid song that's about the egg that's like small at the top and big at the bottom. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> that's what they sing on the streets of New York as Godzilla's <laughs> destroying their city. Small on the top and big. I mean, like. Do, do, why, if he was skinny, 
then they're going to be he's going to be on the cover of like Who Weekly. Godzilla too skinny, you know. Godzilla's bikini body not good enough, you know. Godzilla needs to eat a biscuit. I don't know. I I don't think I'd be as scared of a scrawny Godzilla. <laughs> like surely, if, <laughs> like if he's just thin and lanky, it's like well I can take him. <laughs> yes, you know what it is. It's it's he's, he's rocked up to America thin and fine, and yeah. you know just as he looks, it's it's eating the American people that's made put him on weight. Like I mean. No offence to America, we love you, but, like, you know, you've got a bit of a weight issue, just like we do here in Australia. And, um, you know, eating all the oversized Americans... Has made Godzilla fat. Exactly. So, if anything, Japan, blame Godzilla. Like, put Godzilla <laughs> on a diet. Like, send him off to, like, Scandinavia or something where they're, they're skinny. And then he will be fine. Godzilla needs a diet. Godzilla needs a diet. I say, fail, Japan, stop whinging. That's our job. <laughs> like, go back to, you know, this is from a country that hunts whales that aren't exactly thin. That's true. Now, come but, on, Japan. Apparently, they've got standards. They're whale, they like their whales fat and their Godzilla's thin. Right, yes. I'm going to go no fail because, I'm sorry, but a big fat Godzilla is scarier. Okay, okay. <laughs> now, I like the fact that he's referred to the 98 movie, which I actually quite like and everyone hates, uh, said that it was like a fast-moving dinosaur. Instead of a big, I'm sorry. What is Godzilla? He's he's, he's basically a dinosaur. <laughs> well, according to, I think he's what a, a lizard that was exposed to radiation, um, which in turn turns him into essentially a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah, which is what a lizard really is. is. Yeah. Anyway, no, I, I'm. I, I do have to mention the quote that one person dubbed it Marshmallow Godzilla. Marshmallow Godzilla. That does make it less threatening. Okay, I, I wouldn't be scared of that. <laughs> I don't like marshmallows, but. Anyway, uh, uh, what do we got one here, Lauren? Um, we have Bavarian countryside meets Chuck Taylor's fashion forward laser hoden. La- Le- Lederhosen? Lederhosen. Lederhosen. Yeah. Retailer opens US store. Ooh. Love Lederhosen. I saw you wearing yours this morning. Yeah. <laughs> With your Apple Watch. Yeah. The <laughs> Apple Lederhosen's. <laughs> the I Lederhosen's. G- Germany only. <laughs> Access Facebook from your Lederhosen. <laughs> Oh yeah, I can see who poked me on Facebook. Oh, what does what does this do? Oh, it just, just goes on Facebook. Can I press it? Oh, don't touch that. His accent sounds exactly the same for every country that Shut he impersonates. I loved his Indian accent last week. You Ben cannot take the moral high ground on accents. <laughs> yeah, you can't take the moral. Hey, hey, mine mm. generally go French. Okay, <laughs> like if I want to do a German, it's like, oh, look at my little hosen. Mine always. I check my Facebook. Mine always just end up British or Irish. It's anyway, yeah. Lederhosen, Lauren, what's that? Wiesenkornig, the official supplier of Lederhosen for the Munich Oktoberfest. Know them well. Is hoping its fashion-forward take on traditional German clothing takes off in America with the opening of its flagship U.S. store in in a Cincinnati brewery. <laughs> All that makes sense. Would it be the only store? <laughs> like, I don't exactly see Americans going, well, Cheryl, let's go down and buy ourselves a Lederhosen. Where at? Cincinnati? Yeah, I don't want to go there. I We're not selling costumes to make it look like... To make it look like Germans. Mm, English, goodly. Um, a Weisenkönig consultant who lives in Munich and is helping his sister, the a Munich-born Cincinnati resident, to launch the store. We want to show people here in the US that you can wear the lederhosen with Chuck Taylors and you don't have to wear the suspenders. Um, now, now what a, what's a Chuck Taylor? Am I dumb not to know that? Or? Um, Converse All-Stars. Oh, well, of course. 
<laughs> no, well, Apple didn't invent it, so I don't know. Don't the suspenders <laughs> basically just make it a later hosen? Well, no, I'm pretty sure the later hosen are the leather pants. Mm. I like you think Bavarian countryside meets Abercrombie. Just buy leather pants. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anybody from Cincinnati. At least I don't think I know anybody from Cincinnati. But um, I can't imagine it. The residents of Cincinnati are just rocking out the later hose. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're all heading down to their the local residents of well Cincinnati. Aside from being sister cities with Munich, fun fact. Well, there you go. Host the largest Oktoberfest in the U.S. So at least you know one day a year they're going to get sales. It's the only. Only Oktoberfest. Oh, no, I wouldn't no. say that. Americans and beer, come on. Yeah. They're all into they're all into Oktoberfest. It's Oktoberfest all year round in America. That's Germany. There's, there's a there's a Simpsons episode about Oktoberfest. <laughs> there's a so, Simpsons episode. Yeah. There's a so, Simpsons episode about anything. Actually yeah. there's an Apple yeah. Simpsons episode yeah. coming soon. They're there inventing isn't. the Simpsons episode. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's called I Simpsons. Can you go on Maple. Facebook? Well, that's what I was going to say. Well, they have their version. Maple. Is it one where Lisa it's gets Maple. a MyPad or whatever it's called? Uh, it's a Maple MyPod. MyPod. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's quite a funny. Episode. Does, it, does it access Facebook? <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, no because, that's because stupid, in Springfield it's not Facebook. It's But Lisa invented Facebook. Yes. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, the, God, Fac- the Facebook equivalent right. in The Simpsons was invented by Get up Lisa. with the 500 right. odd episodes okay. of The Simpsons. Um, Jeez, all right. I'm going to say no foul. Why not? No. Well, if, if you can at least make money one day a year, you might as well. All righty. You know what time of the show it is. You know what, you know what part it is. You know. No, it's not time to yawn. It's time for you to uh, answer that question and some other questions. Because what are we doing? 500 questions. And we're going to ask all 500 of them to make you even more annoyed. How do you like that? No. No. All right. So this is, of course, Richard Herring's Emergency Questions book. Uh, he's written 500 of them. Uh, we're going through all of them, 20 a time a week. We are now up to questions uh, 301 to 320. We are doing very, very well. All right. I'm pretty sure we did those ones last week, didn't no, we? No, we did uh, 281 to 300. Are you sure? The last question you asked me last week was, would you rather have a book of 300 emergency questions in it delivered within two You're months? Right. Thank you. I love it when you say that because it's always true. Question number 301. How much is a pint of bull's semen? Like dollar value? Yes. 700. Uh, I would say like a hundred. Is there know. an answer? Um, well, they've written here. Remember to Google what is the current market value of bull semen before you ask a question. It is designed to show whether the person you're asking is in touch with a normal man in the street and buys their own bull semen, or if they end if they send someone out to buy their bull semen for them. You're actually about to Google this, aren't you? What? <laughs> Market value of bull's semen. I'm very impressed that you're willing to Google this and have this in your Google search history. S e m e n. Semen. 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 Run. Run. Semen. Run. Anything? She's looking. She's looking. What she found. What she found. Online search has found what have you found? I am giving what? This is keeping us in end. You get to choose which balls you buy from. What with bigger balls or something? Or um, no? There's no prices though. Okay. 
dairy industry. She's very invested in trying to find this answer. I, I appreciate this. Oh, here we go. Um, it's not transferable. They can't. <laughs> Minimum purchase order of twenty straws. It's seven dollars per straw plus GST. A straw being what they stick a straw up the. I have no idea. Bull's doodle and it just drips out. Anyway, all right, we've invested way too much in that. Let's move on. Three hundred two. But it's to do with like. <laughs> She's still going. Like. Um. Like. <laughs> reproducing, not. Okay. Drinking. I don't know. Dr- who said anything about drinking? <laughs> well, just like the way that it's formed. Like you want a pint of it? I'm picturing like a pint of beer. Yeah, sure. I'm just going to go down to the local pub and like, hey, g'day, mate. Can I have a pint of bull's cum? Thank you. Uh, 302. Have you got what it takes to no. be a steeplejack? No. A what? I don't know. A jack that's steeple. She's Googling this too. Uh, I would say no because I don't really have got what it takes to be anything of value that's why i do podcasts what is a steeplejack she's definition (laughs) (laughs) a person who climbs tall structures such as chimneys and steeples that makes sense i could do that i mean I, i don't mind like i i've done but no no anyway uh 303 what's the funniest thing that ever happened to you at a funeral? You're breathing into the microphone again, which is very annoying. What's the funniest thing that ever happened to you at a funeral? I've only ever been to one funeral. For fu- funeral, I think. One. And the answer would be nothing. Um, I don't really remember it. Yeah, I. I don't think I've ever had anything funny happen at a funeral. I mean, you tell things that you have a bit of a chuckle about, but no, I I don't think I can answer that one, to be honest. Um, 304, what's your problem with immigrants? I don't have a problem with in, in, in immigrants. Considering you and I are two immigrants right now, um, there's too many of them. Uh, no, that's not really my... All the Asians. <laughs> it was meant to be a joke about us and the, the fact that we're here and... Oh, um, uh-huh. Well, too many Australians. Uh, 305, what would it take for you to drink a pint of bull semen? Mm, a lot. How much money? A few. A few what? A hundred. Only a few hundred? I I would be minimum 50,000. No, minimum a hundred thousand. I feel. Yeah, uh, three or six. What's the worst hotel that obviously thinks it's a good hotel that you've ever stayed at? I don't know. I have stayed at a Hilton before, and I don't think it was as good as people make them out to really? be. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the Hilton. Like it wasn't terrible, but. It's like, I think Hilton, you think, oh, the Hilton, like, wasn't that special. So, I'd go with the Hilton. Um, uh, do, 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 well, 307, would you like to carry moonbeams home in a jar? <laughs> would you like to carry moonbeams home in a jar? You know that song? No. What song is that? Uh, it's by Bing Crosby. 
my mum used to play it a lot. Uh, and if so, what would you do with them once you got them there? I'm suspicious of your motives. <laughs> I would plant them and grow more. I would do the same. 308, which ghost of Patrick Swayze would you prefer to encounter? The ghost of Patrick Swayze in Ghost or the ghost of Patrick Swayze in Flashdance? He wasn't in Flashdance, was he? I haven't in, seen either of these movies. He was in Dirty Dancing. Was Patrick Swayze in Flashdance? No, I don't believe that. Um, as long as it's not uh, Dirty Dancing, because that's a terrible movie. Um, uh, ghost of Patrick Swayze in Ghost, because he gets fallen in love with in Ghost. I think they're wrong. He is not in Flashdance. Surely. I think they've gotten that wrong. Um... Yeah, I can't see him on the cast. Anyway, maybe that's going to be one of these ones that's going to come back later and go on going, did you realize he's not really in flash hands? Anyway, um, ba, 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 309, do you think anyone ever named... Uh, sorry, let's start that again. Do you think anyone ever said to Jesus, God shouldn't play man? <laughs> I get it. No? I get it. But do you think anyone ever said that? Probably not. That was that old Formula One joke. I remember somebody told me once, it's like, what's the difference between Jacques Villeneuve and God? God doesn't think he's Jacques Villeneuve. Um, <laughs> question 310. If Frankie Boyle is the Mick Jagger of comedy, the outspoken voice of the disenfranchised youth, dehumanized and demonized by the press and feared by parents nationwide, and Dave Gorman is Ringo Starr, an everyman. He's well-known and provides entertainment in a variety of guises, but he still gives the impression he'd be incredibly polite if he ever met your mother. Then what is Paddy McGuinness? I don't know who any of these people are. I know who Ringo Starr is, but I don't know the rest. You, you know who Mick Jagger is, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was about to say, yeah, no, I have no no idea what any of that meant. Moving so. on. 311. Do you ever Google yourself or search for yourself on Twitter? No, but Ben does. Yes, I, I do. Uh, and what's the worst thing you've seen? Um, uh, there's plenty of forums talking about me. Uh, Are you actually being serious? Yeah, there's really and Reddit, um, Survivor Oz days. Uh, I stumbled across a Reddit uh, post about me the other day, which is not very complimentary. I had my own hate thread on a, a forum once the really? the Ben Waterworth hate thread, what? which was uh, quite funny. Um, oh, I actually I, I appreciate sorry. it because <laughs> you know I thought I made it. So yeah, uh, three hundred and twelve boxer shorts or serendipity. What? Boxer shorts or serendipity? Serendipity. He's multiple. No, that's when you meet. No, what is serendipity? There's a movie. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look here. Serendipity. Uh, the occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. Uh, serendipity. I don't. Boxer shorts. I used to wear them, but. Um, I mean, any man would know that you need something to support what you've got. And boxer shorts don't support it. It just dangles everywhere and it's annoying. I wear like little tidy, little extended... Boxer briefs. Thank you. But boxer shorts, used to wear in the bed, but, you know, it's hanging out everywhere. So, anyway, uh, what would you choose? Serendipity. 3.13. Why hast thou forsaken me? Because. 
I agree. 314, do you have a preferred ear? My right one because it hurts less. I would say my left one to be different from you. What's the most expensive? This is 315. What's the most expensive and or pointless thing that you have bought at auction? I've never bought anything at auction. Have you not bought something off eBay? No. Um, I've bought plenty of pointless things off eBay. I mean, pretty much now looking back on my life, every DVD I ever bought on eBay was pointless because I've sold them all now and I don't collect them anymore, which is sad because I really did enjoy collecting DVDs. Um, yeah, I've bought plenty of pointless things on eBay. Uh, 316, tell me, (laughs) you should be able to answer this one. Tell me about the most disgusting fart you ever did in public and what repercussions did it have? I thought it was just going to be about the most disgusting fart and I was going to say stinky farts. Um, I don't know. Oh, come on. You've done them before. I try not to fart in public. But you have before. I'm sure you I have. in front of me and I basically gag. That's rude. That's um, true. I don't know. You don't know. Honestly, like, I can't think of any. The ones that I always come to my mind is when you, you, you're holding a fart for a certain amount of time, but you know you can kind of tell when it's not going to be loud. Like, you kind of hold it and you're like, okay, this is going to be one of those, like, you little bubbly ones. It's not going to make a noise. Because at the time, all you're thinking about is, I've got a fart, but I don't want people to hear it. You're not thinking about the smell. So it's when you do those ones, you mask it, and you're like, yes, great, I've done it, cool. But then it fucking stinks. And you're in a room, and there's no way that people don't know that there's a fart. And I always have a thing when I smell a fart, even when it's not mine, that I always assume people think it's me. I don't know why, but I just always do. So but there is occasionally where it is me. I think I farted on a plane once and it really stunk. And that's a bad place to fart. Anyway, um, three, no, three. Hey, actually, I can answer this one properly because it's true. 317, do you come from a land down under? Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do. Yay. Uh, 318, how many different chairs... To the nearest seven chairs, have you ever sat in? <laughs> Can we add that to our five questions on the radio? <laughs> um, 700. Oh, God. To the seventh. Got to be power. more than that. I would say 4,312. I would. There's got to be a lot of chairs that you've sat on in your life. Uh, three nineteen. Would you rather? Neither of us put it to the nearest seven chairs. Would you rather have a pituitary gland that gave you a wish every thirteen years, or a tap on your knee that gave you limitless cider? A wish every thirteen years. I would do that too, and that's a classic case of. What would you wish for to have unlimited wishes or the ability to uh, wish whenever I wanted to rather than every 13 years? And the final one for today, 320. Would you rather be allergic to wood or not? Not. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to be allergic to anything except for like vegetables. Like I'm allergic to vegetables. I can't eat vegetables. I'm allergic to work. I can't work. <laughs> Sorry, you'll just have to pay me for not working. I'm allergic to it. I will work and I will die. Do you think that would work? No. No? All right. 
Thank you, Mallory. We will have some more of these next week. Press button to get people excited. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Forget the lyrics. That generally is all you need. Uh, This week we're playing a bunch of Forget the Lyrics for you to once again go through the archives and realise how much of a great segment this actually is. You are going to hear the songs Yesterday, Yellow Submarine, Wrecking Ball, The World Is Not Enough, Wonderwall, Womanizer, Who Are You and What's My Age Again, Who's Singing Them? I don't even know. You're going to find out by listening to this right now. Thursday. I never got to go on the show that day. Now it looks like I'm here to stay on the day of Friday. Suddenly, Ben said... We're going to close that day. Now the shadow of Ben is here on a Friday. Came suddenly. I don't know what I'm doing now because this song is really cool. I didn't say anything bad but now I long for the show to be on a Thursday Thursday Arthur Dent really didn't like Thursdays but I think a Thursday would be grand to have the brink oh yes the brink I love the brink so much, but I would not marry it. I might visit for Christmas, but I would not marry it. Friday. Today such an easy day to be. 21 degrees, oh, I hope, oh yes, I hope, 21 today, oh, today. Alright, we'll let the intro go through. Where I was born. Go! Yeah. On a donkey and a Melbourne Cup. He won in the land of donkeys. We went to Melbourne on the 6th of November on a donkey named Donkey. It was yellow and the words, Ben. On a donkey called Donkey, we rode it in the cup. We ran really fast. I like to ride on a donkey called Donkey, 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 Donkey. Riding on a donkey when I crossed the line. I looked over at my mum. She said, Horsey rider, you did well. Now go. And play the trumpet. <laughs> Josh! 
on the yellow donkey. donkey. We ran on the donkey called donkey. donkey. We ran on the donkey called donkey. donkey. We all ran on a donkey called donkey. donkey. A donkey called donkey. A donkey called donkey. This is the end of the song. And the end of our show. And we'll score before we go. About a donkey called Donkey. Donkey. This is our goodbye. Bye. Oh, I think that's it, Ben. I think we could go to one more chorus. So okay. you, you want me to? You want me to bring it home? Bring it home. Well, bring no, we'll do it together. No, I don't think we should do it together. <laughs> In a donkey called Donkey, 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 Donkey. Clonky, clonky, clonky Riding the donkey in the Melbourne Cup Called Sean I called it Sean Even it's called Donkey It's time to Yeah, alright No, you were right about 30 seconds ago When you said we should have wrapped it My phone rang I looked down at the number It was Miley Cyrus She said, hey Ben, let's go on a date to the circus I once said to her, you stupid girl, now I don't want to go out with you She said, Ben, I'm a celebrity, I am better than you I went out with Miley Cyrus we went to the circus We saw elephants and lions And a clown that had a red nose Yeah, it had a red nose She said, hey Ben, that was a good date Let's go back to my place we went, I saw her naked on her bed She said, do me I said, Miley, I don't want to I am in love with Louise Grow your hair back, you're short and ugly I don't want to see your crack I saw Miley naked <laughs> She was on the bed and she was wrong I said what would your dad think singing about achy breaky hearts and all that crap put some clothes on Marley Cyrus you swing it on metal balls it's wrong remember when you used to do cool stuff like dress up as birds and say stuff and be on two and a half men and that uh, Nah, nah, nah. Put your biceps back in, please, Arnold. They're, uh, they're distracting. Sorry, sorry. I've seen all his movies I've watched them all twice 
from Conan the Barbarian to Terminator 1, 2 and 3. Since he became governor, he hasn't been in any movies, which is sad. Although no one ever talks about some of those movies that were really bad. Arnie, come back to acting in movies. Please, Arnie, you're not a good politician, but you're not really a good actor, but I don't really care because your movies are awesome. Especially that one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Where you were a spy and made her strip down to her underwear, which was nice at the time. Go, Arnie. I missed Arnie the Because he was so cool. We made two movies and they were funny. The action, the aliens and predators. Actually, it was only the predators. I want to be in movies, cause I am awesome and no one can have boobies like me cause I have muscular boobies and I want to be a movie star cause I am deep. come on there we go you can clap in the background if you like Anthony introduction 16 seconds <laughs> I had to let people know you can do backup singing, Anthony, if you like. You can, like, do the ooze. I woke up, I looked at the water, and I put it in a cup. I saw Wonder Woman, she flew down and said, Hey, can I have a packet of that? I said, it's not a packet, you silly person. It's water in a cup. That... Stupid. Have a shower, turn on the tap, out comes Wonder Woman. I'm like, get out, I'm in the shower, I'm naked, I want water instead, now. She says, you silly, I'm Wonder Woman, I can come out of taps, even now. <laughs> and all the water comes out over Wonder Woman. I run and hide because I want some flummin. <laughs> there are lots of things that Wonder Woman can do, but not fly. Well, maybe she can. I don't know. I don't read comics. Oh, well. <laughs> because then she... She... Had some water on a tree. And after that... The tree died and went splat, and Nick McKim cried. <laughs> That's it.
drink is where you're from. It's what you're listening to. We're here now. It is a quarter to ten. Today we had on wheel. He's a rock, paper, scissors champion from Friends. From Friends, baby. We had Elizabeth College in. They were pretty awesome. That's where we started from. Josh and me. Yes, we did. We talk about stuff like the Olympics and other stuff. We are the brink. That's what we are, baby. The brink. That's what we are. That's where we're from. That's how we're doing. Coming on the edge and doing stuff like this and can't take a breath. Yes, we are. Josh, are you listening? Because I don't know if you are anymore because they don't like this bit. Boy, don't try to listen because we are the brink. Yes, we are. I'm trying to get out of this bit because it sounds pretty bad. Yes, it really does. Josh, what are you doing? Get off the porn. It is time for a talk bit. Oh, I can hear it. Cow, moo 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 moo. Cow, moo 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 moo. Cow. Moo, 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 moo. Cow. Moo, 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 moo. There's a guy called David Walsh and he owns a place called Mona. He's hired an artist to have an installation at Dagmofo. The guy is like, hey, let's get a cow and spit his blood all over the place. And let's put it on some naked people and then say it's for art. Well... Yeah! Moo! <laughs> it's a cow! Yeah! Yeah! And it's all for art. The, the people of Tassie are like, no, let's not do that. Because we're all vegetarians and we don't let people have their own ideas. Um, I can't think of any more lyrics, so I'm just going to sing about how I can't think of any more lyrics. Um, I like this song. It's quite a good song. Yeah. Cows. Moo, 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 moo. Cows. Moo, 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 moo. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, I think I'm done. Alright. Talking about cows. They go moo and stuff like that. They really do. Yeah. They really do moo. Yeah. In a hat, it was on my desk. I thought it was a cat. I started eating it, and it tastes really nice. And then I turned off the computer, and that's about the time I ate a rat in a hat. Yes, it was very nice. Its tail was nice and crispy. Its feet were nice. After that, I got my cricket bat and hit the rat in the hat. 
it was dead and I tried to eat more. Rats taste nice, like rice, not soap, on a rope. Well, it's been an exciting time to be a geek in the world of geekness because this weekend we had a trailer drop for Star Wars Episode Nine, and usually I play a song about Jesus at this point, but I'm not even going to do that. I'm going to play this instead. Because it's better than any song about Jesus Because the real Jesus is Luke Skywalker And the real Jesus is Joshua Shoebridge apparently Hello Josh, welcome back Oh mate, I used to go around saying in high school That uh, my name was Jesus Because it is The the pronunciation of Joshua and Jesus In in Aramaic is the identical It's Aeshua So yes, it is me, I am here And that's good to know Jesus But um, Star Wars Episode 9 It was uh, was pretty much expected for it to happen this weekend uh, Uh, It was expected to happen like today that that was the thing about it with the the star wars episode 9 panel at soul celebration chicago uh it's i've been following it since i knew celebration was on we were either going to uh, get a a teaser trailer at the um what was it the the super bowl but we didn't gay and then um and then so we got so the next plausible thing was today so yes i am stoked I, I've, I've watched it about 10 times now um both my boys have seen it more than that too so um we're, we're pretty we're pretty happy here in the old shoebridge farmstead well obviously you have your own podcast we have the oz network as well so both our uh, full thoughts and analysis we will have i'm sure you've got your own episode coming we've got our own episode coming but yes i um I woke this morning, I should, to date this, obviously this episode comes out on Sunday, but we're recording this on the Saturday. I, I woke up this morning and I had a message from Colin, our co-host over, of course, on the Oz Network, and Brink listeners would be familiar with him appearing on the show regularly, and the message mm. was, I will be ready to do a Star Wars reaction episode on, you know, this day, and I'm thinking, okay, that must mean the trailer has dropped. So this is about 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm kind of like... Oh, I can sleep into about ten, ten thirty. So yeah, I'll just, I'll just go back to sleep. It's still gonna be there when I wake up. So no, it's all right. Laid there for about five minutes. And I'm like, nah, gotta watch it. So uh, watched it, and um, yeah, I, I, I think there's, it's exciting because it's a new Star Wars trailer. We've got Lando in it. We've got the Emperor. We've got Palpatine laughing at the end of it. Oh, um, mate, mate. Oh, that when I heard that, I was like, you shat yourself. Yes, <laughs> because. Because they're going back to the old source material, uh, what happened after Return of the Jedi in the expanded universe, or what Disney now called Legends. And because I don't know if you're familiar with it, there was a book called Heir to the Empire, which was uh, set a few years after Return of the Jedi. And in that, the plot is that the the Palpatine was cloning himself. Right. That was like a bit, a bit of a thing. And now he's he's a very interesting thing. So the planet that we found Ray in in The Force Awakens is Jakku in the expanded universe. 
Palpatine had a secret cloning facility on Jakku. Right. Okay. So and so it's just it's just starting to 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 pull together. I've got a friend of mine, funnily enough, and I don't know how he. I, I've sent him a message this morning. I haven't heard from him. I'm going to try and get him on my podcast because he has some really awesome theories. And he he said he would be really pissed off if Ray didn't end up being either a Kenobi or a Palpatine. Interesting, interesting. I see. Look, I am weirdly like I don't even know how to describe my thoughts because. I, The Last Jedi is a piece of shit. I know you like to defend it. Good for you. But it's a piece of shit. So I struggle <laughs> to get excited for the prospect of this, given that, honestly, Disney has not done a lot to me for Star Wars. I'm not going to okay. be... I'm going well, to well, be... Hang well, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll ask you one question. One, one caveat question. One caveat question. Go for it. So what, did you, what were your thoughts on Force Awakens? Um, it improved after I saw The Last Jedi. It was just middle of the road. It was just, it was a new hope redone. It had some good moments on it. I didn't hate it. I didn't absolutely love it. Honestly, it, yeah, I, but, I don't but, know. Like, but, I think it's... So, so your thoughts on J.J. Abrams then? I like J.J. Abrams. I mean, the guy helped create one of the best television shows around. I enjoyed, I've only seen one of the Star Trek sort of reboots. I enjoyed the first one. Um, I have nothing against J.J. Abrams, so I'm excited that he's back at the helm. Uh, I'm definitely glad we avoided Colin Trevorrow uh, after having seen The Book of Henry. Um, But I haven't even seen it. Don't. Um, I choose not to. (laughs) And given that Jurassic World hasn't really held up that well after a couple of viewings in the latter years. But I guess my biggest thing is with Disney is just it's they've had a clean slate to come into this and do whatever they wanted to with it. And they've just really left themselves open to fucking it up big time. And I hope JJ Abrams yeah. can save it. I really hope he can save it. I'm always going to be excited. I will always love Star Wars. Whenever I do uh, a rewatch of Star Wars, I still will watch The Last Jedi. Um, I won't blacklist it. It's not Dirty Dancing or something like that. But it's just... <laughs> It, it's it's rubbish, and this is where so, I'm, so, just, well, I'm so hopeful that episode nine, which I will say I really am not liking the title of it, by the way, but... Really? 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 I, really? Oh, my goodness. I When I saw the title, I was like, yep, no, they, they know they know the story, and this is the thing. I've been following the, the expanded universe stories after Return of the Jedi since I was a teenager, and this is the thing. They're going to the stories, and like for you saying that, oh, you hope they're not going to do they're going to stuff it up and and like they're not because first thing jj's come out and he's completely said that he's retconning all of what the last jedi had so everything that happened in last jedi there is somehow going to be a massive retcon i'm very curious to see how that happens which in its own way means that we've just wasted a third of this trilogy on nothing like i i again didn't like the last jedi Thought it was terrible. Yes, there needs to be some fixing done. But unless you turn around and say, oh, whoops, we fucked up. We're going to remake that. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Like, it, it exists now. Well, could, it could, exists. Could, could, could you imagine, though, say, instead of it being, like, let's say, the, yeah, the Last Jedi come, that was it, right? And they go, all right, we start this movie and, of the, the Rise of Skywalker. And it starts at the end of The Force Awakens <laughs> with Ray handing the lightsaber to Luke. 
And then at the end of it, we see Finn wake up in that little spa bag that he's in. And the whole of The Last Jedi was his thing that happened in his head in the spa bag. It could work. It's got legs. Lazy plot device, but that's the one time I would would gladly accept it. Um... Mate, it's it's happened before. (laughs) It's happened before. Uh, What was the show? Um, Was it? Oh, far out. It was a show back in the 80s where they killed off a major character. Dallas, wasn't it? Dallas, that's right. Mm. And then and it, and it was like an entire season of this person just not in it. It's this, at all. Well, I mean, look. And then they, and that, like the last minute of the last episode is the the wife of the person who died yeah, wakes up yeah, the husband in the, the shower. shower. Yeah. I mean, TV shows do it all the time. I mean, we're seeing that all the time at the moment, obviously, with um, all these reboots. They kind of have to, you know, like Will and Grace, for example, did it. And all these ones have a big ending and then they bring it back. You, you, but, you know what's funny? I've never actually watched any of the Will and Grace reboots. Oh, that's a whole other no, episode I, I, I in itself. <laughs> and and, and, and I, I don't know if I want... To, this is the thing, though. Like, I enjoyed Will and Grace. It's, look... Like, like the original... To, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great it show. It started off... But, it started off great. To me, I used to say it was the one reboot of a TV show where it actually feels like it just fit back to where it finished and it was fine. Like, nothing had changed. But what they've done in the second sort of series is just... Every episode, there has to be some sort of preachy message, and it just you just roll your eyes. You're like, oh, oh you're t- they're taking away what well, that, they did. But so. that's this that's this day and age, yeah. Because of this, okay, without sounding like a complete arsehole, the subject matter leads itself to opening into this very yeah. high uh, high amount of issues that. For some reason or another, people need to feel like they need to get in their high horses and preach about it, which another, you know, I, I don't agree with. Another but, segment, yeah. another episode. But, but, I mean, back to Star Wars. I, I but think, Star Wars! I think, look, I, I'm just, I'm one of these real pessimistic fans who just, it, it's kind of the exact opposite feeling what we had going into The Last Jedi. I think we were so buoyed with hope and so much excitement coming into The Last Jedi because it, it's like, okay, The Force Awakens was decent. Like, it set a good groundwork. We've got a clean slate. Yeah, we're going to, you know, get some more clues to who Ray is, who Snow, all these sort of things, everything that. And then we saw it and we were like, what the fuck? And now I think for the most part, we're like, oh shit, what have they done? I really hope it comes better. And I I, I have every faith in J.J. Abrams that we will get a solid conclusion. I think what I liked about this trailer for the most part is that I would argue out of the three teaser trailers that we have had for these three main episodes of the Disney movies, taking out a Rogue One and Solo, is this maybe gives you the least, and I appreciate that the most, because even The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, I feel on those first trailers, we had a lot more revealed that you could question, mm. whereas this one, realistically, the, the talking point is clearly Palpatine at the end. Yeah, Lando, but I mean, it's kind of, it's, we knew Lando was coming we were, back. We, we knew. We, we knew. knew he was coming uh, back. And the only other things that you really have um, sort of questions, I think, with this is, you know, oh, are they on Tatooine? We've got some great planets. That's the, that's the ruins of the Death Star. Is that Endor? Is, you know, is that Yavin? Um, and then, you know, because everything else kind of, there's nothing else really revealed. And I, and I appreciate that mm. because I think that trailers have gotten into a a zone where they reveal too much and i think we are slowly getting back into a world where we get a trailer for what it is where it teases you enough without giving too much away and i think that's what this trailer to me i came out of it the most seeing yeah well that that's 
I, I agree with you on that. Uh, and I think we've we've changed the language to the point where a, a proper movie trailer now is a teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. And then if you want like little hints and whatnot, then you go see the trailer. Like everything that's happening now with, say, the Avengers Endgame trailer system, like, like they're actually putting in full scenes yeah. from the movie. But you've never seen that in Star Wars. Never see it. Now I I don't I don't know about you but I'm quite excited about going and seeing Endgame. I'm oh, I, I quite like the Marvel universe. Yeah. And um, saying that I went and saw Shazam and I'm still I still don't know. Oh, Shazam was brilliant. <laughs> Shazam was brilliant. Loved it. Uh, I, the, 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 again, this is a, a very clear example of staying close to the source material and then actually doing it. And I, I what I really uh, the guy who played the the villain in it, uh, he. I, I quite enjoy him as an actor, and it was quite quite funny watching him like do his American accent, and then just go like you could see he wanted to do that little bit of a Scottish accent that he's got, carry <laughs> a little bit. And uh, but going back to to the Star Wars trailer, the, the like the few of the hints that you saw there, I think they're on Jakku. Mm-hmm. I think that Death Star, yes, they're on on the the fourth moon of Yavin. I think they're there because that is a tropical sort of planet, so there will be an ocean. And I think they sort of jumped the shark a little bit with that, in my opinion, because like, if you think about it, Force Awakens, the first thing you see in the teaser trailer is the the death of the Star Destroyer that's crashed on Jakku. It looked awesome, and I remember looking at it and going, oh, that's, <laughs> that's cool. And then when they showed the Death Star, I had to look at it twice going, that, is it? Is it? No, but then because all at the same time I'm, I've got the you know Palpatine's like <laughs> at the, at the going on, so oh, you know what I, I want? The, the, you, you know what would have made it better for me is fade to black and we hear a Misa still alive. <laughs> Someone's going to re-edit that and to do that. You know what? I would not have been angry. No, I wouldn't. They, I, I have firmly said so many times since Disney's brought this back, I am 100% on the hashtag bring back Jar Jar. I want him back. What they should have done, and I'm surprised they didn't, is they should have, because they, they knew... Like, April 1st. They knew Star Wars Celebration was in <laughs> April. April 1st. Pull out a teaser trailer call it, and, and give it some really crap name, like Rise of the Gungans or something like that, and go and, and have that sort of thing, like where the Jar Jar's there talking like Palpatine going, Miss, I say you are die, well, this, Jedi. This is, I mean, the one thing I've always said, and and I will stand by it, is that the the Disney the the prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy, sorry, has made me appreciate the prequels more. And one thing that I will say does frustrate me slightly with this new sequels is that they really have distanced themselves a long way from the prequels, um, well, with very well- limited connections and. I, obviously, there's a lot of rumours circulating that um, that Ewan McGregor is involved with this to reprise uh, Obi-Wan, which would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I would love for them to do that. And uh, even uh, rumours about Hayden Christensen kind of doing something as Anakin, which would be well, great. Well, so. I, I can confirm, I can give you some three confirmations. The first one is Hayden Christensen will appear in, 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 the, in the new movie. Oh, that, that just is gives me an erection. So, Sorry. So, and... <laughs> Of course, it's rough, it's irritating, and it's great. <laughs> his his force ghost. I don't know if I want to say this or not, but because his force ghost will have 
mixtures of his light side personality and his dark side personality. So he's are we going to like get him, you know, being all like um I'm haunted by the kiss that you stole from me, followed by I hate you. I hate all of you. A little bit. Now and now and JJ Abrams has co- commented numerous times that he is relying on the prequel trilogy to create the story. Which it's it's in- So the source material is going to be coming straight from it. Which uh I just I find that fascinating and it, it, that gets me excited because Again, uh, I've just become an advocate now for the the prequels, and I feel that we're gonna be we're gonna be doing them obviously soon in the Oz Network, and they're the ones I'm looking forward to the most talking about because I feel as though yeah we can sit down for twenty hours and talk about you know the original trilogy hands down because we all grew up and we all knew it, but the the mm. prequel trilogy is the one that gets all the shit. That was the the Star Wars trilogy that you and I that was for us as child that, that was as children that was that ours. Was ours. And, and, and I think we, we appreciate it because it came out in our development, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, we, well, Jar Jar Binks was made for us. We were in grade six when it came out. Mm-hmm. And then when it – and that was, that was Jar Jar. He was, our, he was our, our kid. He made us laugh as kids. We got to episode two. You've got the Anakin as a teenager going through puberty, liking a girl and not knowing how to deal with it. That was us. And you get to episode three. Yes, we killed a lot of little kids. So yeah. yes, it was for us. Now here's an interesting thing. So like Star, Wars, like for me, I've gotten a lot of Star Wars news over the past uh, week. Uh, I play a game called Star Wars Legion, which is a tabletop war game based on you know, Star Wars and the ground assault attacks on it. And uh, it's only been it hasn't been out for a year. No, it has been out for a year. It came out uh, on the twenty second of March last year. And all we've really had is Empire and Rebels, and they've had like a few like uh, cool units come out. So when you first got the box set, you had Darth Vader, a couple of units of stormtroopers, and some speeder bikes, and then you had some uh, had Luke Skywalker, some Rebel troopers, and they were on a little ATRT Walker, which is a throwback from the Clone Wars. Yeah, and we've gotten all these cool units over the over the past year, where we've got. Uh, what we got the E-Web Blaster, we've got uh, Krennic, Death Troopers, Snow Troopers. Uh, all, 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 I follow the Empire. My mate plays Rebels. Chewbacca, Wookiees, and all that came out. And now they had what's called uh, Gen Con. No, not Gen Con. It was not Gen Con. Adepticon, which is a, the world's largest tabletop wargaming uh, uh, convention, coincidentally also in Chicago, the same convention center that Star Wars Celebrations at at the moment, and they had uh, the release of Clone Wars coming out for Star Wars Legion, and this is the thing that's gotten a lot more people more involved in Star Wars Legion. The the, the Facebook page that had that's like a, the general community for the for players went from. 10,000 to 19,000 in a day because of the announcement of Clone Wars. And in the Clone Wars set, you actually get Obi-Wan Kenobi in his awesome, you know, that stance with where he's holding the lightsaber above his head. It looks freaking awesome. You've got a multi-posed uh, General Grievous. You've got clone troopers. You've got droids. You've got battle droids. You've got destroyer droids. And they just, they look awesome. And, and the, one of the guys on the Facebook page made a really good remark. They would say, yeah, we were excited for Star Wars Legion when it was announced last year. And we were, and then we started playing. We're like, man, this would be cool for Clone Wars. And then more players come, yeah, we want to play Clone Wars. 
And so, and the it's just gotten to this point where now Clone Wars is a thing. More people are more excited to play Clone Wars than they are to play original trilogy stuff. So it's quite quite fascinating that a trilogy that is universally disliked still has this large fan base of people who want to play it because it's just cooler. Well, and and I think people. And I think it gets to the point where it's just a fad to, yeah. to hate the, the prequel to it. I love it. It's a Star Wars story. Why Why? Why do we hate it? Just because we didn't, didn't go the way we want it. That, that's the whole beauty of Star Wars. It doesn't always go the way we want it. I think that, um, too, some of that has come through. I was at Celebration last year or the year before when Hayden Christensen basically made his first attendance to do with anything Star Wars related in a very long time and he got a standing ovation. And then uh, I think this weekend, um, you know, again, you and I would both love to be there in Chicago, but one of the ones that would mm. excite me the most uh, this weekend is the 20th anniversary panel for The Phantom Menace, to which Hayden Christensen is attending. Um, yeah. Which, yes. I mean, it just that would just be an incredible thing to go to. I'm sad that Natalie Portman doesn't seem to uh, look like she's attending. She seems to distance herself quite a fair way from Star Wars, but... Um, well, she, she distancing, she's distancing herself a lot from... The like all of the franchises she's been a part of, she doesn't do much with the Marvel. Well, she universe. got burned by the Marvel one. She kind of she she wasn't um, she didn't want to do Dark World. She was kind of contractually obliged to do it. That's why she sort of phoned in her performance in that. And she's kind of come out and spoke out pretty badly against her experience in that. But um, she she doesn't. I mean, she still doesn't it's not like she avoids star wars uh, they, she did her sort of newest rap comedy thing for saturday night live last year and she did a whole section of that one where she was joking about the prequels she's like you know say something bad about the prequels bitch um and you know like she <laughs> sort of dressed herself back up in the the queen amidala stuff but yeah i would love to see her that would be great but i mean she's uh, i guess I don't want to say this being disrespectful to Star Wars or anything, but I think she's probably a bit bigger than Star Wars now, given that she won an Oscar and kind of went and did her own thing outside of that. Kind of like how Harrison Ford kind of went off and did his own thing and kind of distanced himself from it after a while. I have to admit, and I don't know how this is going to portray me, but I took Alex, uh, my four-year-old, to the Star Wars Identities uh, um, exhibition in Sydney couple months ago fantastic if you get a chance to go see it go see it. it's original everything original props costumes photos uh models you name it it's there it's like they've got an entire i think it's almost every single concept drawing that ralph Macquarie did for the original tr- trilogy in frame up on, on the wall it's beautiful but they had uh, Natalie Portman's costume from Attack of the Clones, you know, that white number she was wearing. And it was me and another, another two blokes just staring at this costume. I, the guy in yeah. The, middle, the, guy, the guy in the middle goes, she was in that. Yeah. I um, <laughs> saw the, the costume exhibition when I was in, uh, in Denver. And um, basically, I think 70% of all the costumes in on display were Queen Amidala costumes from the prequels. And they had that costume there so i i have been within you know centimeters of that and um yeah no that was that was fantastic seeing all those sort of uh the costumes and everything along those lines too but 
I mean, even like again with the prequels, like you, you look at jokingly saying like, oh, 70% of the costumes are Queen Amidala, but that's something that this, this sequel trilogy hasn't had, like the extent of the costume design and the world creation. This is, this is to me a big issue that Disney have with their Star Wars movies is that with no George Lucas at the helm to really show his imagination and that, that originality that he could come up with, with these worlds and designs of sets and costumes and aliens, like there's nothing original about what we've seen the last Jedi. Like every single planet you have or every single new species of that, there's, there's nothing original or unique about them. At least in the prequels, you know, there was, there was originality around what we had. And um, that's been a huge I, issue I, for I, me. I, 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 I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I think the uh, blue milk titties that we saw on... Uh, the fact that's even the- a thing is just dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you say it's not unique. Come on, mate. We have freaking the, the guy of all guys in the Star Wars, the hero for all heroes that everybody looks up to is in Luke Skywalker drinking out of a nipple of a giant cow thing and just slurping his face and having a bit of a smirk. And you're trying to say that that's, it's unique, but it's dumb. <laughs> it's stupid. Okay. No, and it goes along with Mark Hamill. Okay. Let, let's, let, let's, let's have a look at Mark Hamill just for a minute. Now, I love the man. I would have his babies. Now, he Wish is me not happy only... birthday. Wish me happy birthday. Just want to point that out. You're an asshole. I don't know how you managed that. But anyway, I... I want him to wish me happy birthday that would make my that would seriously make my year it's actually um, <laughs> but it, to be completely honest it's actually pretty easy but anyway <laughs> really I, just I, we'll tweet him afterwards. on your birthday and say hey everyone does it and like he legitimately every day will send out probably like 20 happy birthday tweets and if you're a lucky one you get one and then you feel great there you go i spoiled it but that's all it does <laughs> <laughs> now um what was i saying okay anyway mark hamill not only not only is he the coolest Jedi ever, in my opinion, he is the coolest Jedi. He is also the best Joker ever in any of the DC materials. He is the best Joker. He is the most badass Knights Templar there has ever been in the in the series Nightfall. If you if you don't if you haven't seen it, see it's fantastic. And and and. I just think they're playing this new, like the Mark Hamill that we saw in the Last Jedi was just playing to his personality. I think they were, they were I think it was more of a parody of the fact that he was typecasted for the role. So like, you know, I'll be, I'll be myself. Yeah. Even though, even though, even though. Mark Hamill actually did say it wasn't his Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he's he's spoken out a lot against kind of. Um about The Last Jedi, and you can tell one day he's going to release an autobiography and really speak the truth about how bad it was, because you can just tell that guy wants to really badly, <laughs> but he kind of can't. <laughs> I know. It, uh, which which makes it, like, for me, I it, it, does, it does hurt that the, 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 the actor who has created this character is just feeling hurt. He's incredibly butthurt because of it all, so... I, I will close it out. Obviously, we're still eight months away uh, from it, but uh, obviously exciting times to be a Star Wars fan. We generally will get, what, another trailer uh, in the lead-up to it, probably in a few months' time as well, which will reveal a little bit more. Um, but this, this... We, we, we are also... No, just before you say, we are also expecting over the weekend a... 
uh, Clone War, new series, the new series of Clone Wars. There'll be another trailer for that, or and a release date. And we should also live receive action TV show, if I'm not mistaken, The Mandalorian. Yes. Now here's the thing: that's one of three live action shows that are coming out for well, Star Wars. It'll be exciting. It makes you almost want to pay for the Disney service, but I mean, God, they've taken them too much of our money. So um, I'm just, I'm very well, in Australia. In Australia, Stan is it at the moment? Well, uh, I'm just, I'm not too keen on Disney at the moment, just because we're in the midst of recording live action Disney month for the Oz Network and um, having to put up with Maleficent and Beauty and the Beast. I'm, I'm not too, and the Lion King trailer looks rubbish. It really looks terrible. Um, so I'm. That's a th- no, 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 no. That, that, that's a sore point with me. How the hell, Disney? How the hell do you explain to me? That that is a live action movie. I have been it's saying not. this for twelve fucking months. We had a segment on this on our show last year, Jocelyn. You and I said this exact same thing, and it's 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 dumb. It's CGI. It's stupid. Um, the the one though that I'll be like at least when we get uh episode nine come out in December. By that stage too, the one that I, I I will admit, like I love my Star Wars, but probably just a slight bit higher for me, maybe just slightly is, of course, James Bond. So by December, we should have titles and posters and hopefully even a trailer for uh, Bond 25 because yeah, yeah. we're uh, just on the year from today, I think, or year from yesterday, I believe it was, it was around the 11th or 12th that uh, Bond 25 is set to be released. So uh, I, for one, am uh, pretty excited to be a movie fan right about now. Have, have they confirmed who's playing? Is it still Daniel Craig? Craig has come out, and this is his last one. He uh, announced about a year or so ago. He said that the last one. No, no, this one, he, about a year or so ago, he said this is the last one. So, But, like, it has to kind of be his last one. I mean, the guy's approaching but No, no, but, but, he, but, 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 but he said uh, when he finished Yeah, no, that was the, the context thing when he said about slitting his wrist, but he's explained that. He's come out and he's, you know, he, he did a big interview on um, Stephen Colbert about 18 months ago. Used to be eighteen months ago, where he confirmed that this would be his last one. So, um, yeah, but, well, but but how did he explain himself? Like that's what I'm confused about. Well, it like, was it say? was it was basically he was interviewed at the end of you know this extensive shoot for Spectre, and kind of he was just completely spent. And he he basically sort of likened it to like you know if you go up to a marathon runner as they cross the finish line and say like oh are you going to run another marathon what's the first thing they're going to say like fuck off like leave me alone I would rather <laughs> slip my wrist and run another marathon so um, yeah, yeah that's kind of what he explained as which you can make sense of it but. I, for one, am just going to be very intrigued for it. You know, the fact that Rami Malek is all but confirmed to be the Bond villain, which is going to be exciting. Um, I, I, I was really impressed with him in, in Bohemian oh, Rhapsody. Really I was thoroughly oh, deserved his Oscar. Uh, Leia Seydoux is coming back. So I feel like we're really going to get a setup here that um, will lead us into kind of a, an On Her Majesty's Secret Service style thing where, you know, he's gonna, we're going to get the... To me, we're going to get what we should have gotten after on Her Majesty's Secret Service and in a revenge flick about Bond going after Blofeld for the death of his wife. Yes. Like, I feel that's what we're going to get. And I think... And I hope... I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you on that one. And I, and I really sincerely hope that they've set this whole new universe up, but, like... Can we go back almost to what we had with the Bonds where you don't necessarily have to have every single one following the other one? Separate entities. Because if, you, if you've if you got 
Craig having his last one, you're going to have a new Bond for Bond 26, but you've set such a connected universe up. How do you go about explaining this off with a new Bond? Like, it's not like you used to. You just have a new one. It's a new film. It's just you move you, on. You know, I, I would love for them to play with that that fan theory where... 007's a, it, a, a, a... The James Bond is a, a code name, not um, an actual person. And and like and they could do it really well in honour of, of, say, like, have it so in the first scene where he actually... Like, Daniel Craig's in it for, like, 10 minutes and dies. And then have M go, all right, we need to... And have it as they're searching for the new the new bond mm-hmm. i reckon that would be good i reckon that'd be cool actually the only the only yeah i i completely agree with you but the only thing that probably wouldn't work with that is given how much they connected the blowfield character with his childhood is that he referred to him obviously as james growing up it's not like we had that tease of but of course no, no, you would no, notice no, something no, no, different but, growing up then weren't you james but what you we know? do what you do is you just have it as daniel craig is the original bond yeah, that's a good point. That that could work. That's true. And 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 that way, this is the way this this settles the argument for everybody to say Idris Elba can be James Bond at one point. Yeah, yeah. That well, way, that, that, that that would work that, that way. It, yes, it settles everyone. And it's like I, I I think I'm on the same size as you <laughs> with with that particular. I think the biggest problem too, outside of any debate around skin color, is that you've got to realize that Idris Elba is the same age as Daniel Craig, and I think Idris Elba has oh, come yes. out pretty um, staunchly and said this as well, saying like, "Hey, like I'm not getting any younger." And, I think that that's going to be an issue because I feel we need to go back and get a Bond who's in his early 30s so we can play this character for another decade or so um, mm. and kind of keep that up. And I think what they do very well with James Bond actors, which I don't think people realise, is that they generally get one of those sort of C to lower B list actors who are sort of known but they're not famous famous and that's why we always get these lists of you know like oh benedict cumberbatch and you know tom hiddleston and you know henry cavill are going to be the next bond and it's like they're not going to bring an a-lister into the role they will get somebody who you know briefly from something but who then becomes famous because they are james bond i mean you would argue pierce brosnan was kind of up there i mean he was sort of very well known but he was meant to he was a tv actor but he He was was meant to be bond in the 80s so like that kind of you know was a, an ongoing thing and even Roger Moore was a, a TV actor back when obviously TV wasn't as big as maybe it was now but yeah well, look at Timothy Dalton what did he come off he come off um, theatre basically theatre no but uh, he did a movie he did um, Flash mm. Gordon Flash Gordon yeah. Flash uh-uh. yeah and he was in it for like 10 minutes well, probably longer I, I, but, uh, if, if you, if, of all those people I just mentioned though I've always said that if Sean they, Connery was a lorry driver <laughs> I, I would definitely go out in a limb and say Henry Cavill would make a fantastic James Bond but I don't think you will ever have him because A he's so attached to Superman now and he's done Mission Impossible which doesn't really matter for much and I just he's also getting on a bit he's got to be in his lo- lower 40s by now too so um Oh, oh! Just speaking of Superman, just real quick, because we both enjoyed um, <laughs> Shazam. That that last like ten milliseconds of of it, <laughs> I thought that was amazing. And and the one thing about Shazam, <laughs> which I think was brilliant, was uh, Mallory and I. You know, when when they're the kids, and like um the the guy with the crutch, his brother, his foster brother. The whole time, hmm. like we're watching, Mallory and I all of a sudden at one point turned to each other and said. 
He is the absolute spitting characteristics of Seth from the OC. Like, this guy is a young uh, Adam Brody. He is just absolutely spitting image. So when they turn into adults and Adam Brody plays <laughs> the older <laughs> version, we looked at each other and was like, holy shit, this is the greatest casting now, ever. <laughs> now, just, just on that, just on that, because that kid, I believe, if I'm right, like I'm just going to Google myself to make sure I, I'm, I'm sure 100% sure. No. <laughs> Hold on. Shut up. It cast. Uh, yeah. This is one of the most diverse what? segments you and I have ever done on this show, by the way. I, I, I know, I know, but we're, we're, we're staying on task, which is even better. Uh, I, I believe the... the uh, it, Far out. I just got a message from Sophie York, candidate for the Australian Conservatives for the Senate. Anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> now, the, no, Shazam. There we go. Shazam. I'm going to go to that because that, that'll make it a bit easier for me. I have no Cast. idea what you're actually trying to do right now. but uh... No, no, no. You'll, you'll, I think you'll, you'll, you'll really like it. What was the name of the kid? It was Freddie Friedman? Sure. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. So, movies. Now, he was in It, so the 2017. In 2019, I wonder, because so what they're doing in 2019 uh, version of it, they've got um, the the older people playing him. So here we go. Where is he? Trying to, what was the Adam Brody? Is that the name of the guy? Yep. Okay, Seth from the OC is most people know him from. No, I think they got Bill Hader playing the his his grown up version. Bill Hader, as in is yes, he, that's um. Oh, who is that? That that's the guy from Saturday Night Live. I'm just looking at oh him. Oh, but no, that's that's good casting though too because like I can see that like he, yeah, no, that's good casting. Yeah. I see it, Stefan. Stefan. Um, this has been fun. Obviously, uh, you know, we'll get you back on at some point again on the show in the future, Josh. But um, start putting those days down, the countdown for uh, for Star Wars Episode Nine. The what is it called? The Rise of the, the Skywalker. It's a dumb title. The, 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 no, it's not. <laughs> Take that back. Stupid title. The, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, which do you know what? It, it, just just on that. Just on the on on the title Skywalker. I just finished reading a book, a Star Wars book. Oh, I hope I can based. read a book one day. Based during the Clone Wars, where uh, Thrawn, I don't know if you're familiar with Star Wars Rebels, Thrawn is the blue uh, Chiss general. He's an awesome character. He's one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe. And he teams up with uh, Anakin Skywalker, and they they do some stuff. And then in the book, it, it keeps going back and forth from Clone Wars to the Empire, where Thrawn is working with Darth Vader. And Darth Vader wants to you know, separate, separate himself from Anakin as much as he can. And there's a thing with the Chiss people where their Force-sensitive children act as their navigators on their ships, and they call them Skywalkers. And they lost their hyperdrive, and so they had Darth Vader, who is the only Force-sensitive person to, to guide a ship during hyperspace, up on the seat. And Thrawn's sitting there going, you're a Skywalker. So there's, like, another little term that goes along with it. So a little bit there. So Rise of Skywalker. Cool, cool, cool story, bro. Um, thanks, Josh. We will speak to you next time. <laughs> All right, it's everyone's favorite part of the show. It's where we leave. Woo!
And as always, we thank you for listening because we do know that you are listening. We look at the statistics. We've talked about them before and we appreciate your um, your listenership and we would love to hear from you. Please send us a message on Facebook, on Twitter. Say, hey, hello, where are you from? We'd like to hear your thoughts on Mallory's um, ability to not contribute much each week. Um, I do believe that you are now... A week away from tying oh. the all-time female I'm record so list. I, I'm just going to be absolutely honest the way I put this, so that like legitimately you've done hardly any work to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren did a lot more work for her 31 episodes. She actually well. got up at like seven in the morning and came into the studio and contributed. That's um, rude, Lauren. Well, you know, that's life. Um, but yes, I'm I'm looking forward to you being that person because you probably often think, why do I agree to do this each week? And she's nodding and um, I'm keeping her from going to bed right now. Um, was there something else I was going to ask you? How are the Canucks doing in the playoffs right now? Shut up. They're doing pretty well, are they? Shut up. Doing really well? Ben. Yes? Shut up. What would you do if Vancouver won the Stanley Cup? Like. Oh. What would you would ha? What would that, like? What what do you think you would do? I'd be happy for like two minutes and then move on with my life. <laughs> would, would you would you join in the riots in downtown Vancouver? Heck yeah! <laughs> no, we don't riot for good things. We yes, riot you for do. bad things. You still would riot if you won the Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, probably. I think when Montreal last won it in nineteen ninety three, they still rioted. Like there's just it's just a thing. Again, I just pointed out there on the record the only Canadian. City to not have riots after a losing Stanley Cup in the last uh, 20 years was Calgary. Because they know we were robbed. We were robbed of that goal in game six. Fucking Tampa Bay! Anyway. Oh, wow. She's telling me to shush. I appreciate you. And end of sentence. Um, I appreciate you trying to be on the show this week. Um... I said some words. I'm sure one week we'll get you in here properly. Uh, anything, words of wisdom you wish to share from the week about life? Nope. No? Do you want to sing us a song? Got the bare necessities. Thank you. And we thank you again. Uh, everyone listening, please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on uh, iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and Google Podcasts and MySpace. Don't do that because it doesn't exist anymore. Did you ever have a MySpace page? No? Okay. I'm not old enough for that. Well, you would have been like 10, 11 when that was a thing. But anyway. Uh, And tune in next week because you should. And Mallory might be awake by then. Who knows? Until then... Hobart and Vicargo and Vicargo, wherever you're listening. Please do keep sucking those oranges and... Nay, nay.